Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about an additional topic related to what I discussed yesterday, which is what type of realistic growth can you expect for your B2B SaaS? Now, I talked about the fact that it often takes people a lot longer to achieve lower levels of success than is typically advertised all over social media. The next thing I want to talk about is how you should think about funding not just your project, your B2B SaaS business to enable that to be successful, but also your lifestyle. That piece is almost never talked about. I really very rarely ever hear that brought up, but it's a critical component to enabling you to be successful in this world. Now, there's two schools of thought here. Some people, and unfortunately much of what's published out there, talks a lot about what I call the struggle porn, which is you should be barely scraping by putting every waking moment of your life into one project for the hope that someday you'll hit the lottery and that lottery ticket will make you, I don't know, an instant millionaire. Let's go with that, which very rarely, if ever, seems to happen. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone in my circle who's pulled something like that off where they went from garage or basement startup to billionaire founder status. I, I mean, and, and I've been in this world for over a decade at this point, almost two decades. So take that for what it's worth. And then the other school of thought is people who seem to be bootstrapping, building lifestyle businesses, having started something on the side, waited until what it was they were working on could replace the income they already had. And then they made the switch like less sexy, but significantly more common in terms of achieving success, enabling those people to build real wealth enabling to have the kind of work-life balance that they ideally look for, which is one of the key things they set out to achieve when they started down this path. But by and large, the most important element there is it has made a lot more people much more successful when you compare that to the unicorn status. So having said that, I have attempted both. So I can speak to both experiences, which is one of the reasons that I know that the unicorn status thing is all BS. And look, if you want to go that route, by all means, just realize that the odds are so significantly stacked in your favor, it's borderline laughable. And all you're doing is basically being, you know, a, a slave to the VC model. Like you, you basically have to do whatever it is they want you to do at all times. And that I don't think is just healthy. It's not sustainable. There's so many problems with it. Uh, but above all else, your chances of success are just almost zero. So I try to advocate away from that as much as humanly possible. Now on the other side, where I've seen a lot of success and one of the things that I did, once I attempted that the first time, it crashed and burned and I realized that's definitely not for me. Nothing about that path really made any sense to me, is I started working essentially alongside me running some of these projects until some of my B2B SaaS products became successful enough to provide enough supplementary income where I could pull back on projects and the other work that I was doing. So there was this transitionary phase and period where in the beginning it was mainly work where I was operating under a normal job. And then while I was doing that, I had my income covered, my lifestyle covered, my, my benefits or insurance or whatever else I needed covered. But the balance of the time, nights, weekends, or if you have a, 
an atypical schedule. You can spend some time during the week as well too. I was doing shift work at the time. So I was able to leverage all of that to spend the additional time that I had working on my projects. Now, when my project started to produce more and more results, income, revenue, whatever, then I was able to pull back on some of the work I was doing before, redirect some of that time into my projects. So it swung kind of like a pendulum, um, but it was also like a meter to the extent where I could choose where to set it, right? I can make more on my side projects and I could keep my underlying job if I want. I can switch entirely into just doing the side projects and running those as a proper business full time, or I could do some combination of the two of them. Now, this model, you don't hear, one of the reasons you don't hear about this a lot, I mean, this is I, just to be completely clear, this is what I've done. And I've successfully made that transition several times through several phases. You can think of it like stepwise progression deeper and deeper into this world. Now I have multiple B2B SaaS businesses all throwing off income. And what I was doing in terms of consulting is now switching over to coaching. So I was working with larger software organizations, helping them with really big, complex, expensive problems. Um, but I'm doing a little bit less of that now. I'm doing more coaching for folks like uh, you and myself when I was earlier in my career to help them achieve what I've achieved. And that trans that is my latest transition. And one of the reasons why I'm able to do that is my B2B SaaS businesses themselves are starting to throw off real revenue, which is turning into real income for me. And it's something that you can achieve as well also. But what I wanted to tell you before we wrap this episode is that one of the reasons why this gets less attention is this is not as sexy to the VC. Why? Well, because it doesn't necessarily produce as great a return because this path may take you a little bit longer, but why do we care about necessarily what the VC thinks, right? A lot of people are taking this route. You're funding your own growth, right? I was taking the proceeds from the work that I was doing, investing those into my project. So I didn't need an outside investment capital, which solved other problems for me too. I didn't need a bunch of other cooks in the kitchen or people telling me what to do or people telling me what I couldn't do, which is sometimes even worse. So I had to maintain all control, maintain full ownership of the company. And I waited until it became something significant in order to consider doing, spending more of my time working on it. That path reduced the risk dramatically, like significantly lower when you consider the alternative and increased the odds of success that much higher as well too, because I eliminated the biggest risk to the entrepreneur. And that's the race condition where you have to achieve success by a specific date. Uh, I don't know. I hope I don't need to explain this for you, but for those of us that are unaware, like you can't, you can't necessarily predict when you're going to achieve uh, a significant leap forward in progress, right? Like think of it like learning a language or playing an instrument, right? You're just going to be you're going to be doing a little bit over a long period of time, and then you're going to eventually make a significant amount of progress, but it might take you longer than you expect. That's often the case, whether you do VC backed or not. So if that's going to be the case, I'd rather you maintain the control and you benefit from all of the reward because you did all of the work uh, if and when you have that success. But the biggest key here is to remove that pressure to do so by a certain period of time so that you can have a relatively normal lifestyle and normal work-life balance. And at the same time, it doesn't compromise or jeopardize your lifestyle, whatever it is you want to do personally outside of work, right? Because we don't know necessarily how all that's going to play out or when you're going to be as successful as you want to be. You can do the things you want to do with your life and not compromise on those as well too. In another episode, I'm going to talk more about 
founder compensation because of some really interesting data that's come out about that. And it's often not what a lot of people are expecting when they enter into this world. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.